Schwing. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Hey, with that introduction, we could only be watching one thing. It's the animated Conehead special from 1983. Here on Network Special, the only podcast you need to hear about the bygone era of appointment television when you had to watch something when it was on. But now, thanks to the magic of the internet, we can watch these curiosities again and again and again in a punishing fashion. My name's Zachariah Durr, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, the Conehead head nathan shear and my flat top producer the beloved who hey 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 jeremy dummery wow what a ramp up i'm feeling good today uh-huh. uh yeah today we you are... missed one i missed one who'd i miss yeah you well i mean you missed a reference Oh, uh, of course I did. I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Now, well, we've done the all the one... Coneheads phrases, right? And also, sorry. Oh, right. Oh, and one more. <laughs> you, me, you, you, me, you, me, you, you, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Attention, citizens of planet Remulac. The gelatin pools will close in five time units. All hail Kuldroth, High Master of Seven Galaxies and Inheritor of the Megmazome Genetic Chain. Hail, High One. All right, all Got the it. Conehead phrases have been gone through. Now we can get to the meat of the episode. So this uh, was aired October 14th, 1983. And I don't have confirmation on this, but I am assuming this was a pilot that was never picked up into series. This is true. This okay. Is true. I wasn't sure if this was a little half-hour special. It felt like it was supposed to go into something longer. Um, I don't know how much gas it would have left in that car because <laughs> they get through all of it in this pretty well. It's a half-hour special. It's fully animated, and the character design is by Jack Davis, who is a famous artist from the glory years of Mad Magazine. And you can really tell because everyone's faces look like they have weird hollowed out crevices in them. <laughs> but also it's Rankin Bass. Um, so they all look like the Christmas cartoon specials and the Hobbit and things like that. Well, it, it definitely has that odd kind of, um, well, it doesn't look like the Christmas specials cause this is cell animation. And it's not the, not the, not the, not the, um, like I'm talking about the animated Christmas specials. Did you think that the the Rudolph Redknapp's reindeer was people in costumes? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the claymation or whatever you'd call it versions. I'm talking about like um, there's uh, the night before Christmas, and um, did they did they did the ones with the where the mice are doing the same things as the people? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's a car- that's a cartoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. they have a bunch like that, but they, they all have the same kind of like uh, box-shaped noses and, you know, rounded edges and, um, and and also some of the same kind of voice actors for some of them, although not the main parts in this. It's it, um, But I feel like I recognized that Paul Freeze in there as the, uh, as the, um, the High Lord or whatever. Uh, well, it's not Paul like, Freeze. I couldn't find I couldn't find any listing for him on there. Uh, also, drab backgrounds. This is a very uh, drab looking. Um, no, I'm not 
seeing Freeze as... But they're not, but they don't have everyone's... Oh, I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? They don't have his um, name listed. Mm-hmm. Or anyone's, they don't have a, that character listed on IMDb. Hmm. Maybe he was embarrassed and he took his name off of it. Um, because of its portrayal of <laughs> Coneheads. I don't know why everyone wouldn't have taken their name off of this then. <laughs> Nathan, this was your suggestion. How'd you hear about this and uh, kind of walk us through the threshold? Um, gosh, I don't know. How did I hear about this? Probably just through all the stupid things I go, all the different torrent sites and things that I go to. And So illegally downloading things it. is how you heard of it. No, I, I, I <laughs> negotiate the rights before I go to those sites. <laughs> I, I got this. I, uh, you know, negotiated the rights with Rankin Bass and Dan Aykroyd. And uh, Al Franken, and I, I made sure. I forgot you spent most of your paycheck on lawyers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but yes. I'm so well protected. Yes, and uh, <laughs> should we even say like everyone knows what this is from, right? <laughs> it's like it's a Saturday yeah. Night Live sketch from the original cast, and it's Coneheads. Coneheads is funny. When I was a little kid, I, I thought mm-hmm. it was hysterical because they have big cone heads and they talk funny and they (laughs) eat fried eggs and dump beer all over their faces. It's a, it's a funny sight gag. Part of the thing about cone heads that's funny in the sketch is the fact that it's, uh, humans acting very silly and, you know, (laughs) spilling things all over the place and they have silly makeup on when it's a cartoon. This just looks like a very regular style Saturday morning cartoon, honestly. The conceit that yeah, they have big it, cones is not a big stretch. Yeah, it, it just feels... Yeah, it, right, you're right. You, the, whole, the whole point of laughing at the original, I feel like, is, yeah, you get to, you can see that kind of where, like, where you can tell the cones are, like, glued to their heads. Right. There's, like, some buddy <laughs> there, like, you know. And, and, and it's, like, Dan Aykroyd and Lorraine Newman. You know, like, you, you recognize those people so <clears throat> to see it as a cartoon is like gosh and it's not <laughs> I, I don't know like w- as a live action show would this been funnier you think uh, i mean you saw the movie right i did not oh, oh wait, really i think i did actually i think i did actually uh, wait don't in, does the movie break from the canon of the the cartoon no in the movie don't they ha- don't they lay an egg in the movie I mean, oh boy, the birthing scene. I don't know if I remember the birthing scene. The so the the story credit for the cartoon is the same as the story credit for the movie, and the plot is almost almost one for one with plot beats from the cartoon. So I think that probably uh, Al Franken and Tom Davis, who wrote this. When they were approached for a screenplay, they just kind of said, "Oh, what about that show that we burned off in '83?" That could still work. Can, can, can you imagine um, writing this and then sitting through a read-through? And laughing where, and laughing? Yeah, can you imagine laughing <laughs> at it? Or, can, or just being like, okay, I got, we got that done. Sorry, I pulled up the Wikipedia for the Coneheads film. Can I read with the cast of the Coneheads film? This is from 93, <laughs> 10 years after the cartoon. Huge. Dan Aykroyd. Jane Curtin, Michael McKean, 
David Spade, Chris Farley, Sinbad, Michael Richards, Phil Hartman, Adam Sandler, Jason Alexander, Lisa Jane Persky, Dave Thomas, Lorraine Newman, Garrett Morris, Drew Carey, Kevin Nealon, Chan Hooks, Parker Posey, <laughs> Julia Sweeney, Ellen DeGeneres, Tim Meadows, Peter Aykroyd, John Lovitz, and Tom Arnold. Yep. That's an SNL movie, all right. And I very clearly remember there is a moment Ellen DeGeneres' part is swim instructor, and she has no <laughs> joke. She walks up to the, the daughter conehead and goes, okay, remember for this dive, keep your head tucked in and as little splash as possible. That's her only line. That's her only line. And they got Ellen DeGeneres to do it. And how much money? It's just so sad to me that none of them really had careers. Now they're nobodies. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the Coneheads cartoon, very small cast, but it is Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, and Lorraine Newman playing the main roles from SNL. And uh, this goes away from much like the Adams family. The other thing that makes the Coneheads funny is that it's regular people visiting their house and they're acting like maniacs and everybody is trying to be very polite and a good neighbor. (laughs) So they're trying not to react to what the Coneheads are doing. Right. Which is what's funny about the Adams family, which is why it's not as funny when the Adams family is just like, in their house talking to each other being crazy and it's not as funny with the coneheads when they're on their home planet where everybody is a conehead and everybody (laughs) speaks the same way and it's very normal everything is uh it seems like every joke in this is just how do we write how do we describe this one word human english with a scientific uh, way yes yeah that's like every joke. Because we start off on the aliens' home planet, and their leader is telling them that they need to go to Earth to make it a fueling station for part of his uh, bat- uh, army battalion or something like that. And uh, did you happen to notice anything about the leader's throne? Um, no. So when I didn't. he stands up, the design on his throne is a full-on naked woman's body with, like, (laughs) nipples and vagina on it. Are you serious? (laughs) Yes. This, okay, was this supposed to be for kids? Well, I mean, we're really just kind of rushing to our dissection of it, but that is the other problem with this cartoon is that you could have made it for kids, and it certainly would be the only way this would work, really. But there's all these jokes about them having sex and foreplay and (laughs) all this stuff that kids, if they get it, they don't want to watch it with their parents. (laughs) Unless they're extra kinky. That's true. Unless that is your child's thing. (laughs) (laughs) What if that's what you found out your kid's thing was? How disturbing (sighs) would that be? Dad, uh, come in here for a minute. (laughs) Oh, oops. Huh. Guess I forgot to clear the browser history. <laughs> okay. Now shut the door behind you. <laughs> and turn on some loud music. <laughs> yeah, because I'm real loud about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man, coneheads. Now, the way the coneheads would do it <laughs> with a big, huge ring, I guess you just ram it on their heads. I don't know what the. I don't. I don't get it. Oh, the ring toss thing that was in the original sketch. It's just yeah. like a silly way to end the sketch, which is like, oh, let's. It, it, it's kind of like I guess their foreplay is they play a ring toss with each other's heads, <laughs> yeah. and that's just like a, a silly way to for the problem that there always is on SNL, which is how do we end this sketch? <laughs> so they just yeah. <laughs> played a game. Um, and here it's a big plot point, which is uh, maybe not the greatest idea. So they fly to, uh, Oh, do they like each other? Yeah, they do. Okay. Because the other th- problem with, well, me liking these characters, but also for a child to watch it, is this is just like a cartoon of the Lockhorns, except they're aliens because they argue constantly. Like they're always at each other's throats. Bel Belgar yeah, and Primat. Uh, <laughs> Primat. Uh, I, I don't. I think they do because I don't think she would be um, trying to seduce him at the end of every scene. scene. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they're always. I think they. They're always fighting, which if you yeah. didn't watch this beforehand, involves them going, Mebs, Mebs, Mebs. That happens like six times in this 30-minute special. And they, I think they were trying to make it a new catchphrase because Consume Ass Quantities was a big like T-shirt hit, I think even in the 70s for <laughs> SNL. Did SNL have a- merchandise in the 70s? They must have, right? Uh, for Saturday Night Live? I don't know. I'm sure not. They had records. The same way they did in the 90s. No. (laughs) Meps, meps, meps. (laughs) It's so stupid. This thing, this thing really is like as piloty as it gets. You know, like Mm, mm -hmm. this is like the whole thing is just how do they get to, to, um, earth? Why are they there? Why do they say they're from France? Because that's their cover story. Yeah. You know, they, it's like, and why do they, uh, and why are they stuck there? You know, like, like everything is there in this 20 minute thing. It's always a mistake when you have to expand the universe, whether it's Han Solo explaining how he got his name or the Coneheads saying why they say we come from France the more you explain certain conceits, you're just asking for it to become worse and worse. <laughs> because <laughs> instead of the joke just being, oh, we come from France, and the joke is that's a ridiculous thing to say, so it's funny. Yeah. Instead, when they come to Earth, the first person they meet tells them his grandparents came from France. So they say, our grandparents came from France. Right. Stops being a joke. It. <laughs> it's not funny yeah. anymore. Maybe that's also it. because the way they. Do, although I'm trying to remember, uh, there is a laugh track that it's yes. like somebody is falling asleep and just like <laughs> leaning on the laugh track knob because it comes and goes regardless if anyone's making a joke or not. Very it very is, quietly, a very it's, quiet sound <laughs> laugh track. Yes, it's like this is what I expect the. Like it's almost like they were recording the um, 
the read through. <laughs> like, like the they're people are just looking at this thing. And they're just kind of like, eh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was the laugh track. Like, eh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, well, uh, okay. That's a joke. You know, like that's basically what they're doing. <laughs> I I couldn't believe it. And and then yeah, it would be like you, you like it's to the point where like you like it seems like a mistake. Like maybe someone's VHS tape that this is from like it they they recorded over another show that had a laugh it's track bleeding through <laughs> yeah that's what this feels like and because because the laughs come low and slow and just at <laughs> random intervals it seems like <laughs> what'd you think of the the theme song which is <laughs> you know you know i love it i i was you know i i was when it came on i thought i can't wait to hear zachariah do this <laughs> yeah and then i and then it, it, that kind of goes throughout the whole thing but then it, it switches up kind of like the same music's happening but it it's it sounds like a different genre of the same thing just like kind of like disco-y a little bit yes. you know or yeah which I which I enjoy. Uh, why they land on Earth and they're in a uh, oh God? There's a hysterical, continuous joke about how aliens don't stop. Hey, uh, men and women, e- even on uh, Belbar or wherever they're from, the men don't ask for Remi- directions. Re- Remulon, Remulac, Remulac, Remulac. <laughs> how could I forget? Um, so there's, I think they were supposed to go to Washington DC, but instead they wind up in a, like a trailer park basically. And they meet yeah. a guy who fixes TVs and, um, they immediately say they want a job with him because they can fix TVs because they know, uh, technology. Mm-hmm. How'd you like, how'd you like the Amelia Bedelia joke where he says, I have to pay you under the table and they crawl under the table. Oh, that was the roar. That was the. The loudest of the laugh tracks. Like Al Franken wrote this, who is very, I know. very funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Tom Davis. And, like, these are yeah. people who are, like, very famous comedy writers. <laughs> Here's what gets my goat. You know that, that whole thing how Jim Henson had that alien, like, puppet spot on the first season of SNL? It's all those weird oh, right. creatures and mm-hmm. all the writers on SNL hated him. And they were like, we're not. <laughs> There's a famous clip that said, I don't write for felt. Like they <laughs> hated the fact that Jim Henson was going to be on this thing because they felt like puppets were demeaning to their show where, you know, they had vomit tubes hooked up to people's <laughs> hands. Um, and then he turns around and does this trifle. You have no, no reason to be uppity about this, Al. This is this is very much. Um, does any holiday happen during the episode? It starts to snow when they go ahead. They go forward, right? No, there's no holidays. Okay, I so don't think. I mean, I feel like this would have worked better if it was like a Christmas special, 100%. you know. But obviously, they were trying to make it a pilot, so like they didn't have any choice in the matter at that point. But like. I feel like it would have been okay if there was like some Christmas jingles in it or, you know, like Frosty the Snowman, which was another uh, anime. I don't know if I want to hear the Coneheads sing, but I that <laughs> is a much cleaner idea. The Coneheads crash land here, or it's the Coneheads' first Christmas. 
That's so yeah. much cleaner. Is it's just yeah. them trying to figure out what Christmas is and it's misunderstandings right. about that. It would still be played now. Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't yeah, matter but what you make. If it's around Christmas, people will keep But again, it it's forever. not their fault. Like, no, you know, it is I mean, their I mean, fault. It's, <laughs> it's their fault that it sucks, but it's not their <laughs> fault that they were just trying to make a pilot. And then they just aired this thing, you know, just randomly in October. <laughs> sure. Um, why? So, so wait, hold on. Let's, let's go back to this Christmas thing. I'm trying. Okay. Let, let's. Okay. I want you to. Um, I want you to. Conehead eyes, the lyrics to <laughs> Jingle Bells. Uh, rhythmically shaking metal <laughs> rattlers, <laughs> something, something like. I know. What would it be like? I was trying to think. Like, what would Jingle be? Rhythmically shake ceremonial bells. Rhythm, something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay. It's easy. It's like, oh, Christmas. It's a dead tree in the house. It's, you yeah. know, paper around things. It's, it's very low-hanging uh, fruit. It's easy to do. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I, I, en- I enjoy the style of animation because it is very much Rankin-Bass style. And so it feels, it, it feels like a Christmas special in that sense, mm. except that there's no Christmas theme, but it's all very much like, uh, you can tell that the people who did all the animation are Japanese, um, because like all of the cityscapes and all of the, like, if, if you're on a highway, there's like mountains everywhere, you know, but they're going into New Jersey. There's mountains, but also the city vaguely looks like something from Voltron. Yeah, clean yeah. So white it's like super cities, d- and tightly dense and packed. Like very, like everything is. Yeah, it's very much a Japanese production outside of the character designs and stuff. There's something about Rankin Bass cell animation that I would call uninspired movement, meaning mm. people move around, but it's not really in relation to anything they're saying or what they're doing. <laughs> they just seem to constantly need to have them in motion in some way. It's very odd, and sometimes, and sometimes they'll disappear, and it, like the, like instead of like animating, like let's say someone like jumps up in the sky to say something very enthusiastically, they'll like appear there and then appear back over down, like they somehow they like cut instead of like animating it so that they're, it looks like they're doing a swift movement, they just. Have them there. It's like you're seeing, yes, you're seeing the keyframes of the animation with no in between. It's (laughs) just the two extremes, which is also very anime. Like, that's very 80s anime just to have, like, bonking from one extreme pose to the other. Uh, Why don't they enslave the population? It's, it's the. Um, So they never. So he, so he forgets, he loses his speech. And they never get to DC. To be clear, he he doesn't lose his voice. He has written no. a speech that he's going to read to the <laughs> Earth people. Yeah, and this will be the thing that convinces them, I guess. I don't know. Like, I, I, like it doesn't look like even if they got there, it doesn't look like the America would have gone along with this. No, they've had that big machine with them, and then the machine falls apart, and they have to rebuild the machine. Remember, but the, the machine is only a communication device, right? Do they just not enslave so, the people because they? forgot or they like earth people i thought i got the impression that they were supposed to like be warming to earth. well that's what i mean i don't understand what 
they how they would have enslaved them because they they have no army, they have no weapons. I mean, maybe all that stuff's on the ship that wrecks. Yeah, because the ship sinks under the water, so maybe everything they have is in that. But they don't say that. They don't say, "Oh, we lost our stuff." The movie is a little cleaner because, as I remember it, I think also because it's Al Franken, it is. The one interesting thing the Coneheads movie does, uh, while it may not uh, achieve the goal of making me laugh, it (laughs) is sort of a commentary on uh, immigrants and how immigrants are treated in America. Mm. And that's an interesting direction that this show doesn't go on, obviously. So it just sort of has no (laughs) point to it. So then they have a kid, they touch cones, and it's uh, kind of imply that they give birth through their heads. Yeah. <laughs> and they have uh, Connie, their daughter, who... Uh, gosh, what in the world even happens? Oh, they move. They move out of the trailer yeah. park to somewhere to else. DC. I think they move closer to D.C. I'm so sorry, everybody. I, I have to admit, wh- I, I watched this once and then I half watched it again. It is, again, the problem we have with pilots is that things are (laughs) summarized in a sentence. And truly, if you look away for a moment, you miss a major plot point, like where they moved. Okay, so they they were supposed to be, I think, at the United Nations building, right? Or NATO or something. So they're supposed to get there. And so wherever that is, that's where they... I think New Jersey or something they end up in. Because there's a sign that says, welcome to New Jersey. How funny would it be if they had a plot line, if this went to show, where um, they joined the Ku Klux Klan because they thought everybody was a secret conehead? (laughs) (laughs) And they take them down? Uh, I'm trying. To, I, I'm not good at this. But I'm trying to like um, let us set fire, set combustion to these wooden teas. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, there's only one Al Franken. That is true. Uh, yeah, and kind of from there, things go just. Basically like a, a, a sitcom, except there's a lot of jokes about how they eat a lot. <laughs> they consume mass quantities. Yeah. Like their neighbors yeah. come over and the neighbors are a little too nosy. And uh, their mm-hmm. daughter goes on a date with, uh, I guess, a kid who's supposed to be in high school, but he's drawn like he is in his 30 years 30s. old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They go to a concert and then he, I guess they, they touch rings too or something. I don't know. Because <laughs> she, she leaves her sex ring in the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this show ends with the fact that dad finds one of their sex rings in her bag <laughs> from the date. What a gross way to end this special. No, no the, the kid brings it back in. Yeah. He goes, hey, you left this in the car. Oh, right, the right, right. <laughs> like, he, like... The kid knows what it was used for. I maybe, <laughs> or unless he's just like, I guess this is what they do. He doesn't realize that's what it is. But also, the neighbors bring a coffee, a coffee cake, like a coffee ring. Yeah, is what it's called. And um, the coneheads think it's a sex thing. Mm-hmm. 
and if they it seems eat like we're, it, we're dwelling on these jokes, uh, <laughs> it's about half the jokes in this special are people showing them rings and them thinking they're sex rings. <laughs> they are constantly eating mass quantities and ringing each other. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, so uh, I, I, really, this is enough. I mean, we've this this really is. I don't know. I, I enjoyed probably the commercials more during this because there's commercials on the YouTube clip. Wait, not on mine. Oh, you saw the wrong one. You oh. should have watched it on Plex. I did watch it on Plex. <laughs> there was a bunch of commercials, dude. Hmm. Like, oh, what was your favorite? Maybe that's a different. Maybe that's a different show we watched. <laughs> I think you're thinking of our next episode. <laughs> the next show, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Never mind. <laughs> I, I I wish there had been. Oh man. Yeah. Never mind. I could have used a my... good uh, commercial for Chunky or something <laughs> yeah. during this. So 1983, biggest year for animated TV specials, and it's Conehead. <laughs> um. Yeah. I would say skip this. I mean, I don't know. Unless you're like a Dan Aykroyd super fan, if there are people like that in the world. <laughs> You know, I was thinking about Dan Aykroyd and then I looked up his filmography and I was like, my God, this man has done so much work. He's done so much work. He is so rich. He's rich off of all of his media stuff and, you know, his movie appearances and his TV stuff. But also Mm -hmm. he owns a vodka company that's still going strong, Crystal Head Vodka. He's mm-hmm. still partner with House of Blues, the second biggest uh, music venue chain in the world. Wow. It's it's crazy. And I also found out his dad was a famous, I want to say, paranormal explorer. And his dad just oh, fairly really? recently published a book, uh, like an encyclopedia of ghosts. So is this why he wrote Ghostbusters then? Yeah, he's always been obsessed with paranormal. It's why it's Crystal Head okay. Vodka, which is supposed to be the, the skulls of aliens. Okay. And he'll talk about yeah, extraterrestrials I mean, at the drop of a hat, like on Larry King, he's always talking about it. Like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to bag on Dan Eckhart. I like, I like a lot of his stuff. <laughs> I just mean, uh, not to the extent that I would, I would, uh, you know, buy this on DVD or something, this Conan's Oh, I think, he, I think he is weirdly like, no, I actually think he has a really strong presence in Blues Brothers. Mm-hmm. But do I think that because I don't sure. look at his eyes and his eyes? His eyes always seem a little unfocused. But I know he also has Asperger's and he had Tourette syndrome as a kid, which I did too. Hmm. Um, and then he took care of it. Like you, I, I did. You had all. Tourette's. I did. How did you? Uh, uh, how did you take care of it? When if you have Tourette's as a kid, when you hit puberty, the whatever chemical imbalance is happening in your brain that's giving you those ticks either balances out or it increases. And I was lucky enough that it balanced out. There are certain things I think I might have very, very mild, like things that go back to it, but it seems to be triggered by stress. Um, But it used to be really bad. Like I used to have to like fling my arms out until I couldn't move my arms anymore. Like that kind of thing. And what does it feel like? It feels like you're going insane. But I mean, what does it feel like? Like, does it feel like you're like, if I don't do this thing, something bad's going to happen or something? 
No, it's not like paranoia style OCD. It is as though somebody has a remote control in your body and it's doing it uh, against your will. Okay. It's a horrible feeling. Um, And I knew kids who it got worse and they had to do things like hit their head on the wall and their parents would have to run up and put a cushion against the wall so they didn't get brain damage. So I'm very, very lucky in that respect. But you don't really hear about Tourette's as much anymore. You could have. What'd you say? You don't, in the 80s, you heard about Tourette's all the time. Yeah. And then it, it was a, a joke in a lot of comedies. And then yeah. I just don't hear about it anymore. I wonder if it is lumped in with something, uh, another, like a different neurological issue now. Uh, I just actually saw a TikTok clip of a, a, a room full of people who had Tourette's and it was just, they were, they were, they like, I don't know if they stream or something and this was just a clip from it or something. And like they were all meeting and they were talking about their condition huh. and in the midst of it, they each, something happened. Each person said something or whatever. Were they mostly verbal tics or was it everything? Yeah, they were just bad words. You okay. Know? That's always so yeah. crazy to me that you have to swear. Yeah. That's so... And it's always the weirdest. It's always the like most like deviant thing you can think of (laughs) and that's why it's fake (laughs) (laughs) they're just looking for attention i can admit it now on this podcast it's how i got people to look at me it's actually part of a religion (laughs) that i was in um and that of course is coneheads (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah you know what if you like Rankin Bass, it's visually in that range, and otherwise, uh, skip this one. Yeah, it's it's not even strange enough for me to say you got to see it. So, if you yeah. saw it because yeah, of our watch- podcast, hey, what can I say? But sorry. <laughs> yeah, nice, Zachary. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. If you thought that was hysterical, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this show. And why wouldn't you? After that barn burner you just heard, we we touched on everything. We talked. We talked Ackroyd. We talked uh, TikTok. We talked Rankin Bass styles. So yeah, only five star reviews, please. And we Mm -hmm. will see you next time on Network Special. Bye. Bye.